Hello and welcome back to Families That Stick Together. It has been a few weeks since we have sat down together. So thanks for coming back. Thanks for sitting here and continuing to show up when you see that new episode pop up, even though I haven't been around for three weeks. So since we last sat, we've gone through Holy Week, Easter, my children's Easter spring break, probably your children's spring break, and just a lot of things going on. A lot of demands with schedules and needing to be there for different time commitments and the kids' commitments, family, friends, things like that, that honestly just kind of took priority over recording for this podcast. And I am okay with that. I always say I have no regrets for showing up where I need to be more than right here. And I love sitting with you guys, but you know, there are some some days where other things have got to come first. So they do. But with that being said, it really goes into what today's episode is about with our guest, Lauren White. You will remember her from episode 103, which talks about really good morning routines and evening routines to help with the stress in our homes. And also from episode 150, about too many papers from school papers and mail and everything else. So yes, Lauren is the host of the Intentional Edit podcast. She helps you declutter, organize, stick to routines, and really get those systems in place so you can really show up where you want to be and keep those priorities going with your family and the things that matter the most to you. So anyway, we are talking today about getting ourselves just the right mindset and and the right preparation work to have summer come around again. We do these kind of episodes every year where we call them the Summer Shift Series. And I think that's kind of why I stepped away the last couple of weeks is things have been shifting. I'm trying to get priorities in order. I keep saying that word, but that's really what it is. And make sure that we have a good handle on things before the extra chaos of summer break hits. And it is definitely welcomed chaos in a lot of ways, but if we're not careful, it can be very unwelcoming to our homes and unwelcomed by us. And there are so many things we can do to really get that in order before it hits. So Lauren is here today to talk to us about everything from laundry to entertaining extra guests to teaching our children good habits and really with everything in mind that what it comes down to is we want to enjoy summer. We don't want it to feel like we're checking off a bunch of boxes on a checklist, but that we are authentically showing up for our family and giving our children a really good childhood summer, but giving ourselves that same gift for our own family and and being the moms and the parents that we want to be and just really savoring the moments. I know that you're going to walk away with some really great, tangible, 
practical ways to bring these things to your home and make it feel like you're really making a difference and you do feel prepared when your children come home in a couple weeks for summer break. I know, a couple weeks, that's crazy, right? Very exciting though, all good things. So enjoy this episode with Lauren White, host of the Intentional Edit Podcast and owner of the business by the same name. Come along, friend, let's grow. You know those days where you just feel so overwhelmed and tired from all the busy and you just want to multiply the time you do have to create more time for intentional words and family dinners and quality time together? And do you just need to know that you really can keep your family close and your faith strong in today's world? Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes, turn right past the paper still out from last week's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. I'm your host, Jennifer, wife to my high school sweetheart, mom of four, and creator of Together Moments, where we took our same worries and figured out the answer to slowing down, keeping family time a priority, and creating deep connection through solid communication, even among all the busy. The answer is to gather moments, and we want to come alongside your family as you lay your foundation. If you're ready for time to slow down, intentional moments to overflow, and all of this to feel easy in your real life, then welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. One of the things about summer coming at us is that we just want to prepare because we don't want to panic. Sometimes we can feel like that flip-flop, like Lauren's going to talk about in today's episode, can it can feel overwhelming, right? Because we, we just had a major shift to our schedule and we want to enjoy it. And most of all, we want to get to the end and know that we had those meaningful connection moments that that really is all our mama hearts even want. But if you're thinking, oh gosh, I just can't add one more challenge or one more checklist to what I have to accomplish during the day, then I have actually the perfect challenge for you. I designed something that I've never done before that is a two-week challenge for you for your family so that you can get to the end and feel like you have created these habits that effortlessly happen in your day for one-on-one connection, meaningful words being spoken, and your eyes on serving. And it is something that will happen so naturally in your day. It is marketed exactly for the busy mom who says, I have no time to add one more thing to my day to make me feel guilty or like I'm failing at something else. This one is for you. It's called the 321 Connection Challenge, and I designed it to help all of us feel like we are winning before summer even begins and we get to the end and know that these moments just happen for us among all the busy, among the impossible schedule, among the crazy, and we get to the end and we are just so proud of how we made that strong connection and communication happen every single day. Go to togethermoments.com slash 321 challenge, save your spot for this round 
and know that it is completely free and it will be so easy for you and your family to get to these kind of moments. Again, go to togethermoments.com slash 321 challenge right now. Pause this episode, sign up so you don't forget. And this will begin May 8th through May 22nd. Hello, Lauren, and welcome back to Families That Stick Together. Thanks for making time for us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's fun to be back chatting with you today. I know. I, I'm so excited because here we sit in the middle of April and we've got summer around the corner. I've got a lot of friends saying, I'm really trying hard to get ready for summer. And what they mean by that is the kids home, schedules changing, routines changing, more people in the home, which is wonderful. We all love it. It's not a negative thing, but we want to feel mentally prepared. So I knew I needed you back here. (laughs) Well, I always think about summer, like as we approach summer or the end of a school year, it's the same to me as approaching the holidays because you get around that time where Halloween is happening. And all of a sudden you have all of these events and celebrations and parties and trips and all kinds of stuff coming up. And if you think about the end of the school year, it is very similar to that. We have that last day of school as the separation point between when our schedules can, you know, really do a flip-flop and it can go from very regimented to almost chaotic. But it's the same thing that happens when we are preparing for the holidays and we have all of these things that we are trying to get done in a certain amount of time and that we're looking forward to. Yeah. I think that's really it is trying to get these things done in an amount of time. A lot of people have talked about bucket lists on, on here. And I've talked about that with guests before Um, for the summer, we feel like we have to get all these things done. And I think the reason organization is on our mind is a couple of things. First, we think, Oh, if we're not, if it turns into complete chaos, we're going to miss out on this wonderful, fun, memorable summer. And on the other hand, you think, oh, yay, summer. It's the time to get all these projects done and get my kids, you know, into shape with their uh, (laughs) chores or lack thereof or whatever. But I think when it comes down to it, we just... We, we do look at it as what you said, the schedules are doing a flip-flop and we just want to be prepared all around. Right. And I think a little bit of, of both really, or all is great. You want to have some freedom and flexibility and the time where you can change your plans on a whim or take advantage of an opportunity, an unexpected opportunity that comes up and really have fun with it and lean into that flexibility But then there's also so much fun in, of course, traveling and trips if you're able to do that. But kids love those new experiences in camps. And it might be something that they are not used to doing in terms of the theme or the activity that it is. And they can love that too. And it's the new experience. And then also the late nights, staying up later, the it's daylight forever in the summertime. So maybe not having those strict bedtimes anymore, or as summer comes to an end, getting back on a little bit of a better routine so that when school starts, it's not this abrupt shift. And of course we can accomplish some projects if you happen to be at home a little bit more and get some things done. 
but I don't think it has to be all or nothing. It's kind of like each summer can look a little bit different and that's kind of the beauty of it. Okay. So let's, let's talk about something that you hit on a little bit. Lauren, what do you think as a, an expert in decluttering, organizing routines and systems, you have a lot of knowledge and habits and how that certainly affects us. So tell us the benefits of starting new habits over the summer without getting overwhelmed and like, you know, so strict and hardcore on this where it makes us feel crazy. But what are the benefits of starting new habits over the summer so that they're in place when school starts? If you are at home over the summer, I think the main benefit that you have in putting in a new routine and when you intentionally create a routine, it is with the purpose of saving you time, maybe saving money, making your life easier. And you want that routine to become a habit because when something is truly a habit, it's the way that we do things. It is effortless and it doesn't take mental energy. So we remove the decision fatigue from those situations because we have this great routine that becomes a habit. I love to implement new habits over the summer, especially with younger kids. So if you have a opportunity where maybe you have a child or two that are doing a two-week camp and they have to bring a lunch with them. If you want them to be part of packing the lunch the following school year, then that is a great time when there is more time in the day and you're not rushing to get to an early school drop-off or get to the bus stop. And then after school, it's carpooling to three different activities and then back to make dinner and bedtime and all of those routines you have you should have a little bit more flexibility in the summer because all a lot of the extra activities are not happening and the school hours are you have been removed even if they are doing some type of camp or extracurricular so use that time to have to teach them what you want them to do in in this example it's the the packing of the lunch or maybe it's preparing over the weekend different things that are going to go into the lunch. So they're in the little individual containers. And then those are in the refrigerator and getting the lunch packed the night before, having it ready. The Depending on the age of your kids, it, they're not going to pack their entire lunch, but they can be involved in that in somehow. And it's in whatever capacity makes sense for your family. So teach them this over the summer when you have more flexibility And then you can check on what's happening. And by the time school starts, they are able to have the the lunch, that whole habit down. You can do things like that. You can do things like if they're at an age where they're picking out their own outfits, pick those out the night before, set things out. Having responsibilities. And again, especially like I'm giving examples for younger kids right now, but It's what do you want to happen or what do you need to happen to be more successful in the school year and to relieve some of those stresses that are happening, then implement some of those habits and and definitely don't overdo it. Just a couple throughout the summer to get in the groove for when the school year does pick up and everything gets busy again. This this is such a good idea. It fits so well with just the philosophy of together and the connection points that you make are based around what openings you see in your day and where are the small moments and where can I just fit this in to, you know, be in that mindset of 
capitalizing on this moment right here so we can create this value and work towards this fruit growing in our family. And it's the same thing. If you already know, okay, I really need to get my child comfortable with packing his or her own lunch because this year that would have really helped our morning routine. And by the way, Lauren was on here last year for the episode of uh, episode 103, where say goodbye to morning and evening chaos and create routines that work. So if we're talking about really getting into those routines, check out that episode. It was such a good one. But if you you see, okay, we need to work on that, then you find you kind of work backwards, right? So then you think, all right, we're going to look at those moments we are already going to have this summer and make them teachable. You're not creating anything new. You're not trying to fit all these brand new things into your summer and make it stressful on you to make it happen. You're just thinking, all right, I know I want to accomplish that by the time the school year comes around again. So what can we do right now to naturally fit that in? So you could do that with teaching the lunch and maybe you feel like it would help your kids are getting older. They could do their own laundry. They can figure this out. They can get into a better habit of going to the dryer and folding their own clothes and making sure they get put away. And so let's take time this summer in those moments where we already have, I'm doing the laundry. I call my child in and say, Hey, let me show you how to do this. We're going to work on it together. And then gradually they're doing it. So if you're not trying to create anything new this summer, you're just drawing them into those moments you already have. Exactly. I guess I, I love it. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It's like going back to your laundry example. It doesn't have to be a child goes from not doing their laundry to completely being responsible for all aspects of laundry, folding, putting away. It might just be that one thing that would make your life so much easier is if the laundry basket, if the child brings the laundry, when the laundry basket is full to the washing machine, and that's all they have to do. And then it might not be until next year where you build on that. And then all of a sudden they're responsible for putting it in the washer and dryer, or you fold the clothes and they're responsible for putting them away. It's again, and this is what I will talk about over and over again, you have to do what works for your family and what makes sense for the stage of life that you are in. So let's talk about laundry here real quick, Lauren, and you can hit on the different stage of life based on the kids' ages for this sort of thing. So two questions about laundry. I had a friend recently say, we switch out clothes each season and we put, it, we put it all in bins, but it's kind of a pain. And I'm wondering if there's a better way. So I would love to hear about that. And the other thing is just the whole, any ideas for <laughs> better ideas for my kids, simple tasks, just put your clean clothes away and your dirty clothes in the hamper. What are some things that would help make these, these things happen? Okay. A couple things came to mind when you were talking about that specific scenario. One is you have to thoroughly declutter the closet, the dresser drawers, wherever all of these clothing items are first. And depending on how many items you have and how many hand-me-downs you get, hand-me-downs are great if you will actually use them. But I always suggest once you get them, 
take a some time in the next couple of days and go through and see if it if what you were given makes sense for the size of your child and the season in terms of the weather because you don't need to keep something for a year, two years, three years if it's not going to work. All you're doing is storing it to give it away. So take the time, go through those things initially and then keep what makes sense. And really think about what you need. If you all of a sudden have four winter coats for the same child and where you live only has a few weeks of really cold weather and all of those winter coats are big, bulky, heavy things, pare that down to one or, or two and discard the thing. So be practical in your decisions. Spend the time purging and get the closet organized so that your child can easily access the things that they need to put away. If the closet rod is really, really high, it's not reasonable for a young child to be able to put things away or get them off the hangers. So make sure that it's functioning for the size and the age of the child that needs to put things away. If you want them to, if you want to give them the job of matching the socks and putting those away, the socks might go in a lower drawer instead of a, a, and a tall dresser, a high drawer where it might've been easier for you. So making some of those changes so that things function a little bit different, the storage bins for seasonal clothing. If you truly live in a place where the seasons are drastically different, that is a great way to, to store things and switch them out. If you do not have the room in the closets or the dressers. If you have the room, then there's no reason to do that. You don't need to remove those things. And a lot of times when kids start dressing themselves, they can become overwhelmed because of all of the choices. And we go into a closet and we think, oh, we we assess how many clothes there actually are. This five-year-old has 18 pairs of pants and seven pairs of shorts. And well, no wonder they can't pick out their outfit in the fall because the 18 pants, it's too overwhelming. If they have dressier clothes, keep those separate. That's not a choice for a regular school day, things like that. And we can obviously get into all the details about how really to properly organize, but do think about how these things function, remove some of the overwhelm by making the decisions, like reduce those. You want those to be as little as possible so they have less to choose from. And even if they had, if you took 18 pairs of pants down to seven, they're probably not going to wear seven pants like in one week before you're going to do the laundry. So a lot of times with kids, the clothing situation, less is more. And then one thing that we can all do, no matter our age, put a bag, like a shopping bag or a paper grocery bag in your closet or somewhere around your closet, out of sight, it can be pushed back. And anytime you go and you put on a outfit and you realize the shirt has a stain or a rip or or you don't like the way that it fits or you don't like the style, it's uncomfortable, that means you're not going to wear it again. If you're not going to wear it and you're not going to use it, drop it into that bag. And when the bag is full, put it in your car and take it to wherever you donate these clothes. You can do that with kids, especially if they put on a a shirt and they don't like how it feels and it's itchy or scratchy, they don't want to wear that. And they're going to be miserable all day long. 
you can put it in that bag and you don't have to deal with it again. So when you get to the point where the seasons change and you have things to go through, you already have been filling up that bag. When kids are growing and all of a sudden the shoes don't fit anymore, put it in the the bag. If you have a younger child you want to pass that down to, have a bin in the ba- in the closet as well and then always put the things that you want to be the hand-me-down into the bin. So you are addressing the problem as it comes up in a matter of seconds instead of having these things add up and result in a few hours spent going through the clothes. And that sounds like it has the paper bag thing in the closet has such a bonus consequence is that, oh my goodness, we're teaching our child to just make that a routine part of their closet. So when they grow up, hopefully this is just what they do. They constantly are evaluating and decluttering because I certainly don't have that habit. I wish that I, you know, that's why we find ourselves in these situations because we don't have it ourselves. And one thing I do naturally, just because with four kids, it's a lot of laundry is when they take their clothes up, we hang all shirts. It's just the way we do it. It works better. And so when I hand them their hangers or they come down and get them, I'll say, okay, as you're putting them in this closet, if you come past a hanger and you think, oh, I haven't worn that shirt in a while, take it off and bring it down here. It's going on the in the giveaway bag, which we have one in the laundry room. And so I just make them make that quick decision real quick as they're already in their closet to remind them to just do it. So you know, yesterday my daughter came down with like four things and said, I'm not wearing this anymore. I'm not wearing this just because I prompted her to do it. Sometimes we just don't even think about it. Yes. And it was maybe two months ago. My daughter was like, I need more hangers. I need more hangers. And she told me a couple of times, I said, do you really need more hangers or do you have a lot of clothes that you're not wearing? And she ended up going through her closet, not even prompted uh, after we had had this conversation a couple of times. And she came out with two bags of clothes that, you know, piles of clothes. And she was like, do you want to go through these? She's like, I never wear these anymore. So it's even not super young kids, but they can take on those responsibilities and be very aware that something doesn't feel good or they don't like the, you know, the way that the waistband rubs or there's a sequin or something is scratchy. And they, just because it's cute and mom wants them to have it or, you know, it was a gift or something, they don't feel good in it. And so they're okay letting go of it. And that's such a good practice that you want to teach because we should not be keeping anything out of guilt. Yes. If you are aware that I don't want this anymore, I'm not using this anymore, let it go because there is someone else that will want that. Yes. Excellent point. One thing that helps my kids to, to let go of things is we'll have the same little girls that get the hand-me-down clothing. That's a, a neighbor or a family friend. And you think, oh, you know, she's going to love to get this. And they know how excited they are. You go and drop the clothes off together. The little girl gets so excited. And, you know, I we just did this last week and her mom texted me and said, oh my gosh, she's already picking out her outfit for such and such event. And she's so excited. Thank you again. And my daughter lit up when I said, oh, she's so excited to wear that one favorite shirt of yours. So when you can show them that it's good too, that helps your child, I think with the (laughs) 
the the hard part of parting with the favorite shirt. Absolutely, it does. Okay, let's move on to a couple summer-specific things here. A lot of us are going to spend quite a bit of time in our cars when we are going out on purpose or we're out and we spontaneously want to head to a park or somewhere on a summer adventure for the day. Give us some ideas for keeping or just taking the necessities in our car all summer. So I'm talking about snacks, change of clothes, sunscreen, something fun to play with at the park. Should we keep a bin in the car? Should we leave one by the door to grab when we leave? What is your, what are some of your great tips for that? I would rather you have a bag, like a a summer go bag stocked with these things that comes in and out of the house with you, unless you live somewhere where the climate is not going to melt the granola bars that are in the bag and cause the sunscreen to be all like super liquidy and not even really able to apply because it's left in this hot car all the time. Now, a a bin, a backstock bin in the car, I love for all seasons, all year with some basic things in it. And again, if you have kids in diapers, some of that, some of, you know, diapers and those supplies, a change of clothing, if you have young kids, things like that, and put it on your list or a calendar reminder about every six months to update that so that it changes with the seasons. That's great for the basic necessities that you would want to have if you had a change of plans where you couldn't get home for a few hours or you got stuck somewhere or something like that. So I love the carbon for that. But for most summer things, I love a bag or a big tote or something that you can take in and out, have a designated place where it stays when it's not in use. That could be on a hook by the back door, you know, somewhere like that where it's easy to grab. You don't want it to just become something that gets thrown down on the kitchen island and becomes more clutter. And spend time every couple of days restocking. If you have, and if you go to a pool, you might have a separate bag for the pool stuff, but it could be a smaller bag with where you're just, when you get home, you're replenishing the snacks in it, a couple water bottles. So whatever is appropriate for where you live. If you are a city person or a country person, you're going to have different things in your bag. So figure out what could you possibly need and have that so you can easily grab it. And every couple of days, make sure you restock it If your kids are a little bit older, that could even be a great job for them to have to be the person that restocks the snack or is the person that brings the bag in from the car or something along those lines. And that helps take the part of the decision fatigue that you were talking about out of it so that you don't have to, you know, your kids want to get up and, hey, let's go to the park today. And you think, oh, I don't have this ready or this ready or I it just helps that part of it as well. So you feel more available, I think, for those fun summer days. For sure. And if you have the space in your car where in the back, you can have a container, even an open, like a big open container where you keep chairs that would be, I would say like soccer, you know, the foldable soccer chairs or something along those lines. You already have that stuff in your car. You can add things for the park that your kids would want to play with while they're there. Do you want to have bubbles and that kind of stuff? You can put that stuff in and have it in your car. And then when you have the extra gaps in the day where you have 45 minutes and you can go, you can, you can also do that too. 
that's another solution that you can have if you don't want to have those things or for the bigger items the bigger toys that they might want to bring with them. Those could stay in the car if you have a car that has the room for that. Okay. One more thing that comes up in the summer that I think would personally help myself to be prepared for, and I know it will help our listeners. So a lot of times we can have unexpected, but very welcomed guests at our home for meal times. So if our children have friends over last minute or the weather looks great, we want to invite a family for a grill out. How do we make this easy on ourselves to make it happen so that we can we can do these things and not feel added stress? So do you have fridge or pantry hacks for this? You could Always have a section in your pantry where you have a designated space for these things. And so when you're going to the grocery store, you're looking in that specific area to restock that. Of course, I will always go back to if you have done the process to truly organize and simplify your life, you have spent the time decluttering your pantry, your refrigerator, your freezer, and you have a way that it is organized. So you can glance in and at a quick glance, you see what is missing and what needs to be restocked. That makes it it simple. So if you need to run to the store and get a couple of things, you have it, but it also makes it so you know, if we want to have friends over and we always have extra meat and buns to make burgers and the condiments are always in the door of the refrigerator, then we can, summer is great because you can always have so many fresh fruits or watermelon and throw together a fruit salad or fruit skewers or something quickly, but also have the bag of chips and salsa and the extras there that are not to munch on all the time, but to grab and pull out if you have extra people over. And then think about this going into summer and stock some extra things in the freezer that you might want to serve if these situations come up. And then when they do, at the next time you go grocery shopping, you can restock those things. I mean, that kind of makes me feel like, duh, why don't I just treat this? Why? I think we make these things too hard on ourselves sometimes, but we just need to be reminded how easy it is and look at it in this perspective. So I know we have a snack bin, for example, where my kids grab from it for school snacks. And I know when it's going down and I have to make sure we have that. So why wouldn't I just have that for the extra guests in the summer? And summertime might need two snack bins because kids are home. And so instead of packing the snack and taking it to school, it's going to be a different time of snack or lunch might not be as big. So there's more snacking or lunch might be really big and there's less snacking. It's what is going to happen for your family and then make the accommodations you need for that. I think the other thing with having people over on a whim is a lot of times we hesitate in that because we don't feel like our home is picked up enough or we really want to have people over, but everything is a mess. So coming up with a couple quick chores for each person in the family to do, I would say that takes less than 10 minutes per person where they can pick up things or put things away or what is important to you? Does the dog make the sliding glass door a mess with nose prints all over it? And can somebody wipe that down really quick and that will make you feel better? So if you have those already printed out and the kids know how to do those things, when you're like, oh, this family is available tonight, let's have them over. Everybody do a quick 10 minute cleanup. Then 
you, it's, it's not going to be a complaining type thing. It's everybody works together. Let's get these things done. We all know how to do these things. One person runs in, you know, make sure the bathroom is the counters are wiped down. The toilet is clean. Another person is tackling a couple things in the kitchen. And if you've, have created these baselines that feel good to you for the organization and the order in your home, it's easy. And it only takes a few minutes to get back to that baseline. It's just run the vacuum really quick, wipe down the counters or pick up a couple socks and shoes that are all over the living room floor. It's not a big, deep clean that you have to do. And within a matter of minutes, you can feel good about, okay, I feel good. I don't feel bad about the state of my home. Now let's have these people over and enjoy this great summer evening together. Lauren, you've done a really good job of making us feel like, okay, I can do this. It's I've got a couple of weeks. I can feel on task. I can feel motivated to get this going for the summer. Once it hits, I, I can, I can keep up with this. What are your, a couple little pieces of advice you would tell her right now, because it may also be where we can listen to an episode like this, feel super motivated. And then we get home, walk into our house, see the clutter, feel a little defeated and think, oh, I want to make this happen. I want to keep up with it. Tell her how, yes, you can. Here's your encouragement. I will always say break big tasks down into small tasks. You're not looking at your whole house. Everything might need a little bit of help or to improve and declutter and really get organized. But if that is the way that you're thinking about it, it's always going to seem overwhelming. So give yourself a goal of getting this one shelf in the pantry organized today and the next shelf tomorrow or the entire pantry by the end of the week by breaking that down in little pieces when you have those chunks of time to work on those things. Start with the things that are most imperative and significant that will bring the most benefit to your family. And the other thing is we are always going to have these hiccups that happen. And sometimes we just have a day where we're really tired and we can't get something done. Listen to yourself and how you feel. And if you have a time like that, it's okay that you're not accomplishing something. Because in reality, when you are the CEO of your home and your family and you are running all of this, you are accomplishing a million things in a day. So let yourself have the the time where you feel tired or you need a little more rest or you can't get something done. It's okay. Like don't beat yourself up over it. Move on and just keep going because the things will get done eventually. Keep going, keep moving forward. And most importantly, enjoy the time that you have with the people that you cherish the most and spend time making the memories and find the time in little bits of time in the 15 minutes or the 20 minutes here or there to accomplish the other things that need to be done. This is a great way to move into the question I wanted to ask you, Lauren, our together question from Together Note Cards. And this one says, here are some beautiful ways I've watched you grow lately. I'd love to know what you'd say to your family in general. If you were to leave that little note on the kitchen table for them, how would you say, here are some beautiful ways I've watched you grow lately? I would say in the last couple of months, I think that we've really leaned into kind of going out of our comfort zones and 
and this would be for everybody and doing things maybe we wouldn't normally do, but that someone else might do. So we've just stretched a little bit and we now have fun or can say that we have more experiences doing these other things that we wouldn't have done like a year ago. Now you guys are in Colorado, so you have access to some outdoor adventures. Is that included in these stepping out of your comfort zone type of things? Always kind of been into the outdoor adventures and just enjoying where we live and the mountains and snowboarding and getting out and about. And there is truly so much beauty here. It's like around every corner. And I think we've lived here for almost three years. And I think all the time when I'm driving towards the mountains, I'm like, I can't believe that's real. So I would, I think what I was referring to is more little things like with my daughter, she probably wouldn't take on making dinner on her own, but like we challenged her one night. And so she actually made sliders. Like she didn't use the grill outside. She did it inside, but she made little cheeseburger sliders and a fruit salad and a a regular salad. And of course we knew she could have, that she could do all of those things, but it was like, all right, you, you go ahead and do this. And so she, she did it. She took care of dinner that one night. So just little things like that, where we're all, we knew that we could do these things. We know that we're capable, um, but we are in our routine. So we all have the things that we do. So I think that the growth was just, okay, but you, I normally do this, but you can do this today. You normally do that, but I'll do that next week. Like, and just kind of switching it up a little bit. Oh, I love that. You said something interesting there. You said, cause we're in our routine and we forget we're capable of more. And I think that's how we should look going into the summer is think of this to gather question here on this card. And for everybody listening, we can, I, I would challenge you to write this down on a card to give yourself or your child and write down where what you would like to write on that by the end of summer. So we don't get caught up in thinking about our schedules are doing a flip-flop or I'm going to have decision fatigue over the summer or where am I even going to find time to do that? My counters are going to be disaster, whatever that side of our thinking can be. And that's normal, but think of this. What do you want to say to this when August comes and the kids are going back to school? Here are some beautiful ways I've watched you grow lately. Oh, isn't that sweet to think about? <laughs> I love that. And Lauren, you have a really amazing tool for everybody out there who follows you already, or is about to start following you on your podcast, the intentional edit podcast. You have so many amazing resources that are really going to help us as moms feel like we can win at the decluttering, organizing, the routine, the systems without it feeling overwhelming or like I can feel a lot before I even begin is, oh my gosh, I'm going to fail at this before I start because I'm just not a quote unquote organized person. So tell everybody what they can go grab right now. That's really exciting and free and going to give them some great encouragement to keep going. Knowing that summer is coming up, I put together the uh, Practical Purging Projects. It's it's completely free. 
and it is a PDF download. It's a 10 a day challenge where each day you can declutter one area of your home. It's one small project and it's designed to only take about 15 to 20 minutes. So you can declutter a different area for 10 days, complete the challenge and feel like you have accomplished a lot in just a matter of minutes each day. And it is called the practical purging plan. And you can get that over on intentionaledit.com. Lauren, I really appreciate that you call it practical purging (laughs) because it can quite honestly feel intimidating when I see these decluttering challenges out there. And I think I, I can't even do this, but you already say, nope, I'm telling you right now, it's practical. You're going to make it happen. Yes, for sure. You're going to make it happen. And you have, I always say there's three steps to having a truly simplified home. You have to do the purging and remove the excess. You have to organize and create the routines that keep all of that going. That's what truly simplifies. So to do these practical purging projects, it's a great way to kick off your organization, get some of the clutter out of your home before summer sets in. That sounds exactly like what we all need. Thank you for holding our hand through it. (laughs) Lauren, tell everyone where they can find you and connect with you. Sure. You can find me on the Intentional Edit podcast. I would love to have you listen over there. The website is intentionaledit.com. I have a ton of free resources on intentionaledit.com for organizing and decluttering and all of that. And I am at Intentional Edit on most social platforms. Thank you so much for sitting with us here today again on Families That Stick Together. I can't wait to have you back again soon. Thank you so much. Today was a lot of fun. For more stickers like the one you heard in this episode, visit togethermoments.com, shop all our products, sign up for our newsletter to receive all kinds of good information to help keep your family growing strong and follow us at Together Moments. You can also find this sticker prompt written out in the show notes wherever you listen to this podcast and on our website at togethermoments.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and it does help you to gather moments and build your family stronger, please recommend it to a friend, leave a review, or simply tag us and let us know that you're listening. Thank you for making this ministry matter by being a family that sticks together.